This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So one of the big takeaways from uh, the update about St. Mike's today is that students are still passing around videos showing an alleged crime. Like it's a joke or something to be shared. And the one conversation I think St. Mike's should have inspired uh, among parents is a conversation about cyber crimes. And that a video, you know, showing a boy getting sexually assaulted would not be a cool video or something to be shared. But instead, it's a crime. And if one of your kids is possibly taking part in this, wouldn't you want to talk to them about the dangers and the trouble that they can get in? But the cops were pretty clear today that the warnings are not being heard, and they say they're going to be relentless about going after those who are re-victimizing any of these boys. Let's bring in Paul Davis to this conversation. His life is spent educating those on social media all about bullying, sexting, child porn. He, too, thought there'd be a, a change here. He joins us now. Paul, one of the big takeaways for me, and it really surprised me because the police have uh, been pretty emphatic on this, is that that video or a video showing an alleged crime, it's still circulating. Uh, it tells me that parents are not talking to their kids about this issue. Yeah, you know, the quote exactly states, we have credible evidence that people are still in possession of this video and or have made attempts to upload it to social media. What baffles me most is that the initial situation should have been a teachable moment where parents had the opportunity to engage, communicate, lay lay down some ground rules on how technology will be used with consequences of action. This tell me tells me there's a there's clearly a disconnect between parenting and kids. This should have been a teachable moment. If it's still out there and kids are still attempting to upload it to gain their five minutes of fame at the cost and expense of somebody else's life and reputation, we have a we have a clear problem. Now, I'm not a psychologist, mm-hmm. I'm just a techie, but we're not talking. And one of the things I get criticized and applauded for at the same time is when I say our parents are failing our children today when it comes to technology. But I'm only being honest with them, but it's the truth. They're not understanding, and when they have the opportunity to understand, they're too busy to attend an event. They're too busy to go and hear the police talk about it because apparently they know about it all. About it all. The reality is they don't, and they're not talking to their kids. This was the teachable moment. And when I read that statement today, it tells me they're just not getting it. Well, if they don't have time to parent at that point, they're going to have even less time to show up to court if their kid gets charged, which today it sounded pretty um, straightforward from the inspector that if you read between the lines, what he was saying is we've put out the warnings, and, and he, his word was we will be relentless. So they do have the technology in the Sex Crimes Unit of Toronto to navigate every little piece of that web, and they will be able to figure out who unloaded it, who uploaded it, who sent it, who passed it on. So these kids, and it's not just a Toronto issue, because that video's out there, so who knows where it is. But to me, over the holidays, or even tonight, this would be a great opportunity to say, look, you've got to understand the laws here. This, to me, is not even a sex ed issue, because they wouldn't even get into this kind of uh, detail about uh, not just cyberbullying, but you're you're distributing child porn. Toronto Police have one of the best cyber crimes division in Canada. The Ontario Provincial Police yeah. has probably the best cyber crime. They are great at what they do. When this comes out and they're giving you these warnings, 
we have to listen to them and have the conversations. And when you said earlier, this is out there, we don't know how far-reaching it's gone. So since this incident occurred, I've been in Calgary for four days mm-hmm. speaking to schools. When I talk about an incident at a school, do you know that people look at each other? They start whispering. They already mm-hmm. know. It, it's traveled across the country. And I make this point perfectly clear each and every day. Nothing online happens magically, accidentally, mistakenly, or through lapse of judgment. Everything you do online happens with effort and intent. And I'll give you an example. If you tweet about our conversation tonight, I have an option to read it and leave it alone. Or I can read it, like it, retweet it, comment on it. Well, all those actions, those three actions were intentional. I had to think about the comment. I had to type it out. I had to click the button to retweet it. I had to click the heart to like it. All of that took effort. I chose to do it because it was voluntarily. And when kids get a picture, Mm -hmm. they have a few options. You get it, you delete it and report it. Because, oh, by the way, the word delete's a myth, and I've always said that, I've always believed that. But the police say delete it, so I always say click delete, but also take note of when it happened and report it if you can, because you just want to have a clear conscience. Or they choose to look at it, say, you know what, I think 10 of my friends would like this. Then they consciously look at the individuals they want to send it to, they click on their names, and then they go forward it, along with an additional comment, like, LOL, haha, this is funny, LMFAO, check it out. They're doing that intentionally. That wasn't accidentally. Yeah. So when the police are saying, get rid of it, they're saying, don't have anything to do with it. And Alex, here's the teachable moment. If this happened to my kid, and my, sorry, if my kid was part of the school, I would go through that device because don't forget, I own it. Mm-hmm. I paid for it. I signed the contract and every month I pay for it. It's my device that's Absolutely. on loan to my kid. Yeah. And I would say, look, I want to know the platform I came in. They'll tell me the social media platform. The first thing we do is we're going to delete that platform and we're going to start all over again, brand new. Number two, I'm going to wipe your device clean. I'm going to do a factory reset. So in case you may have saved it in one of those hidden vault apps that I don't know about, I don't want to know about it because if that comes back to impact mean investigation, I have to go through the whole criminal proceeding as a result. So I want you to start fresh. I'm going to wipe your device clean. We're going to start fresh with these new social media accounts. And the next time something is sent to you, I want to know about it because it's my device that's on loan to you, and I could be held accountable for it. This was a moment where we say, look, we're going to start fresh, we're going to start clean, and we're going to hold you to a higher level of responsibility. And it is not fun to share pictures of sexual assaults or images that depict nudity, partial nudity that are sexually explicit. This is serious, and there's consequences on your end and on my end. I think that's a really interesting as a point that, you you know, the parents may feel like they have to buy their kid the latest in technology, but I think parents also have to realize they control it, and they should do exactly what you said. It's interesting because I had a, a picture on my phone of my little boy when he was two in the bathtub. And I was sitting with a lawyer that I know, and he just happened to see the picture, and he said, get that off your phone. And I said, what, it's my little boy. He said, that that would be considered child porn. And I thought, that's my own child. I got it off the phone. It's a cute little picture for mommy. But he said, if you'd ever been caught across the border with that, you'd get in trouble. Even yeah. though I took the picture, it was a personal moment with me and my child, That that's how touchy they are about this particular type of crime. Exactly. And I think kids need to understand that. One of my objectives is communicating that every day, but parents need to open up their eyes. You know, Alex, part of your point is that parents need to do this. A lot of parents are afraid. They shouldn't be. I'd be more afraid of my kid going to jail. That that would be more fearful of the police knocking at my door. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But I know the culture of parents. I speak to them on average four nights a week. A lot of them are afraid. I would say sometimes, hey, you want to find out what your kids really like? Your 13, 14-year-old? Look at your friends. Look at your child's Snapchats, 
uh, stories of all your friends and see how they act and speak. And parents would be petrified to do that, but it would give you a snapshot of who these kids really hang out with and what their personalities are like online. And parents are afraid. They'll look at me, they'll smirk, they'll smile, they'll look at each other. Some of them are courageous enough to do it, but those are parents. Others are just, you know what, they want nothing to do with it. I think the unknown is is more comforting than what they might potentially find out, which yeah. could be life-saving. You know that. Yeah. Well, Paul, we'll definitely be in touch because this case is not going anywhere, and I have a feeling there's lots of teachable moments coming up with this and thanks to this case. I've got to let you go on that note. I thank you very much, and I wish you a Merry Christmas. My pleasure. Merry Christmas. Paul Davis, educator on social media and all things that the kids should be learning about. I love that. I, I think it's a great idea. You want to do a random random check your kid. I know, I know that all the kids have to have the iPhones, but is, as long as a parent, as long as you're paying for it, that's your phone. And it may be mean, but a random check, you never know what you'll find. It's like a ride check, but with kids and their phones. You're doing it to protect them, honestly. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think as, at a, to a certain age, they've got to have limitations on it. Because as, as Paul says, they're really powerful tools. They give you a lot of power and they open you up to all sorts of things that you don't want. So maybe we just got to rethink our, uh, our approach to iPhones. You can have a phone, but I will be checking it. You warn them. I'll check it. And then you do. But that's just me. This is Global News Radio.